Welcome to the A1 Podcast, your host, Osfali. I'm joined today by West Texas Warbirds Director of Player Personnel and Assistant Coach, Gabe Martinez. And Gabe, how are you doing today, brother? You, you, it looks like you had a pretty, we, well, we're going to get into this, but, you know, pretty, pretty big news for the West Texas Warbirds, right? Yeah, man, we have, uh, it's, it's big times right now. We're excited. Uh, right now in Texas, we're going through uh, some crazy weather with like uh, sub-zero temps and snow, so. Uh, something that hasn't happened ever during my lifetime. It's been like 30 plus years since it's gotten this cold. So it's uh, it's cold outside, but we're heating up within the organization for sure. Yeah, obviously, you know, you're not the same age. So, I mean, like, yeah, in my lifetime, when I visited Texas, it was never below, like like you said, the 40 degrees, maybe. <laughs> yeah. We, we, yeah, we're used to like, you know, you know, maybe below freezing, but below zero, it's crazy. So uh, a lot of stuff, you know, like a lot of people's water isn't working. A lot of people's electricity's out. So. Uh, there's a lot of people out there struggling right now, but, um, you know, I'm blessed, man. We're, we're happy. We're, we're still working over here. Uh, we, we um, as a team, decided to schedule independently this year uh, just due to our uh, arena. Uh, right now we have a hockey team that we share it with, and they're still playing uh, mm-hmm. because of the because COVID pushed them back, which pushes us back. Right. Uh, so rather than try to force it, you know, into an arena that we may not, um, have any attendance or anything like that we went ahead and decided to push our season uh, to report in late may and then play uh, june and july so um, i'm sure you, you know us both being players you 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 know kind of not being too long ago you know if you were told exactly you know if you were told <laughs> hey man like you know uh, training camp starts you know mid-march and then you all of a sudden get told oh just kidding it's it starts uh late may uh, it starts to kind of throw some some wrenches into it. So we've been putting out fires and you know trying to reassure guys, but we're on the right track, man. You know, it, um, like you said, the, the news that we got, you know, it's it's big time. So uh, we're hoping to catch some momentum and, and try to ride that way for a bit. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, kind of with that, you know, people aren't familiar with arena football, um, you know, for me, obviously, you know, I'm not play, playing you know, recently, obviously, you know, you obviously coaching and be involved in, in the management side, um, you know, and I was also kind of briefly involved in management side for a little bit, pretty much um, kind of, you know, the things that, like, like you mentioned, the sharing the stadiums and kind of the shared facilities and kind of, you know, di- divvying up the schedule. These are things that people don't get to see, right? And essentially, when you kind of get into that and you're actually trying to get the games on, you're trying to get your scrimmages, do your media appearances, get your fan interactions, and then obviously when you start doing your publications, right, for the team and the press releases, it's a lot. It's a lot to really factor in. And then like what you just alluded to, which is what almost every indoor team or any any sports team in general has, has basically had to deal with, with COVID, basically pushing everything back, it just makes it so much more difficult to have some, um, I guess, a consistency with the scheduling. But it sounds like you guys are still kind of making it happen. Yeah, we're doing everything we can. And, you know, our, our bottom line uh, that we've been trying to stress to players is that, you know, we're still going to be playing football this year. Uh, there's some indoor leagues that just won't be doing it again just because, uh, you know, there are different factors within, you know, their, their arenas not having any uh, attendance or uh, maybe they're just choosing, like, especially on, you know, where you're at, West Coast, they just went ahead and said, you know what, we're going to wait um, until things clear up, which, you know, we're, we're all about safety too. You know, we, we want these guys to be healthy. You know, you can't get film if you're not on the field. Um, but at the same time, you know, we want to present, you know, a great, a great uh, product on the field for these guys because they, they need that film. Um, they want to go and play, you know, XFL 2022. They want to try and jump up into Canada. They want to try to make a, a mini camp. So um, that's what we're here for, man. We're, we're, we're doing 
what we can every single day. We have a great owner, uh, great staff that we're just working. So, um, you know, we're, we're just pushing, pushing, pushing. And it sounds like, you know, obviously, and, you know, kind of just to that point, obviously, you know, with ownership and management, obviously with me, when I played in this league right here, um, mm-hmm. our ownership and our management was kind of wishy-washy, you know, for lack of mm-hmm. a better term. And so obviously, you know, some of you had, you had a lot of um, kind of question marks about when, you know, when do people get paid? How do we transport guys in and out, you know, kind of, you know, even though we're in the AIF and which is no longer in existence, but back in 2012, when we were still in existence, um, yeah. we basically, you know, it's just, it, it was, it was supposed to, it was, it was a pro league, you know, it was guys getting paid or some guys didn't even get paid at some points, you know, so management and it's good it's good you kind of mentioned that good management and good ownership is the key to any successful franchise it doesn't matter what level of professional football you're playing at but to your point obviously if it's going to be a gateway to get guys to the next level whether you know the obviously cif whether they're trying to get to the nal or what xfl right the cfl the you know the the nfl right it's important to have the right, you know, the right tools in place to get these guys the film they need and also just basically have kind of a culture that that kind of sets the tone so yeah, it's big time. A lot of these guys, it's it's their first um, introduction into being a professional. So, right. you know, this is their you know kind of stepping stone. Some guys, this is where they end. You know, they get to this point, uh, they're good enough to come play. Maybe they stick around for a few years and they love uh, the indoor game. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you're still doing what I love it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just you know, you guys like that that you know you you still are getting to say you know you're that one probably sub 1% of somebody that got paid to play football. Um, you know, it, it is what it is. So no one can take that away from you. Um, our big thing is, you know, we, we offer a lot, you know, our player package, uh, you know, compensation wise, these guys aren't getting paid life-changing money, but, you know, you get housed, you get fed, you get, um, you know, we, we have practice facilities, we have uh, rehab, you know, massage therapists, chiropractors, um, you know, you, you don't have to worry about, you know, putting your pads in the back of a trunk and paying your own guest money to drive to wherever to play. Like we, we have team chargers. So, um, like you said, there's a lot of, a lot of teams, even within these established leagues, uh, that don't do it the right way and guys get a bad taste and they just kind of hang it up or, you know, kind of say, you know, well, damn football. Cause you know, they got a, they got a bad interaction. Uh, there's, there's guys like that, man. We, whenever we made that jump to independent, uh, unfortunately, you got to kind of see um, that that murky aspect of that. You have uh, owners and coaches trying to swoop in on your on your roster, man. You got guys coming in and saying, you know, you know, the hey, fucking vultures you know, poaching, yeah, man. <laughs> exactly. Look Linger. at this. Come over, you know, the greener pastures. Nah, bullshit. Go ahead. <laughs> Lingers, man. Lingers. Yeah. And we're just like, hey, what the fuck? Like, hey, you know, we. <laughs> We we have these guys locked down, like you know, just you know, right. they're going to come in and they're going to try to spout whatever um, nonsense they want to say, and um, you know it, it's infuriating because you know you know football is yes, football; it's a game, uh, but there's certain, still certain things you don't do um, as a man, as a as an organization. You know, you, it's player tampering at the highest level when it's NFL. Um, it's some backdoor CD stuff at this level. Um, but you know, I, I take it as a credit, you know, at being director of scouting, uh, that tells me that they noticed, you know, the, the kind of roster that we were putting, uh, together and, you know, the more they reach out, um, you know, we just have to keep our guys informed, you know, give them all the information that they need. Uh, that way when they come, you know, sniffing around, they'll, they'll be, they'll be already aware of what, of why, you know what I'm saying? Or what's going on. Cause the last thing you want to do is lie to a player. 
yeah. and then that and then them hear some information from somebody because that's how it goes man like you said like there's there's other guys other teams that you know are sitting there having to hunt down uh a payroll person because they're trying to get their check uh you, you never want to have that uh for that you can go play semi-pro Right. Uh, you can go out there and do it for the love of the game, you know, which, you know, I've been a part of that, that uh, institution for the past five or six years. So I know that in and out, I know that kind of dedication, uh, this right here is supposed to be a step up. So um, it's fun, man. We're, we're working. I mean, we have um, our roster just about set. You know, we have a few odds and ends here that uh, we're trying to finish up, but uh, we're, we're looking forward to just putting some football on the field. And that, that's bottom line. It feels like, uh, it's been a you know never-ending off-season. Yeah, pretty much. And obviously, with that, I mean, and that's another important point you made. The reason, so the reason why we made the AF championship game back in 2012 was because of the fact that the actual Western Conference champion, the Ontario Warriors, were suspended for tampering. <laughs> they yeah, exactly. Were, you know, and they were seven and zero. I mean, they were undefeated up until, and I'm like, wait, what? And they were tampering. Why the fuck would they need to be tampering when you're already winning? And you know, to your point, it's like you said, it's professionalism. It's, it's and, and 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 to your to your larger point, it's not just about being professional. It's about being a man. Where's your character? Mm-hmm. Like, end of the day. It's football. If you are getting paid to play, you have to conduct yourself in a certain manner. Because like, like you said, some guys don't even get the privilege or opportunity to get paid to play. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you're getting paid to play and when you're also being, you know, when you're involved in management and the administration of that organization, you know, a professional organization, it doesn't matter if it's if it's at the NFL all the way down to wherever, you know, the, the NAL or the IFL, whatever. You know what I mean? Right. At the end of the day, you have to conduct yourself as such. So I think mm-hmm. it's great that you kind of talk about kind of your culture and what mission and values you guys are driving forward within the Warboards organization to your, to your guys. So that's good. Yeah, that's what we want. You know, we want the guys to, the guys that have been through the program, even if they are signing, you know, deciding to sign with a different, you know, uh, Central Indoor Football League team, because they need that film in March rather than May. We understand, but I can guarantee you they're not going to have a bad thing to say about how it was run. Right. You know, these guys, these guys know straight up, like even whenever we had to send everybody home for COVID uh, last year, you know, we were still getting you know contact with guys, you know, I'm from Lubbock, you know, Texas tech, stuff like that. You know, took it upon myself to send out, you know, just kind of player uh, care packages, guys, you know, send you out a t-shirt and a hat, um, you know, just let you know we're still thinking about you, uh, giving you something, you know, from from our local, um, you know, scene here to kind of let you know that we, you know you're still uh, embedded, you know, in, in the Texas culture. Um, you know, we, we want that to, to go lifetime. You know, you, you may play a season, you may play three seasons, whatever. But you know, what, you know what, when it's all said and done, because uh, everyone has an expiration date on the field. Um, you know, when, when it's done, you, all you have left is those memories right? and those connections and, you know, just those experiences. So, uh, you want to try and build as many positive ones for guys as you can, because, you know, you, you want to try and grow the game you, you want to continue the passion for the game. You know, you want them to say, you know what, uh, I loved it. You know, I played up until I was, you know, 25, 30, 35 years old. And, you know, whenever they start raising their own kids, you know, hopefully they can pass it along. You know, we, we want this to be something that, um, you know, we're passionate for for a reason. You know, everything that football can provide you on and off the field, uh, it's got to continue. 100%. Yeah. Now you basically, and, and that and that resonates with me because that's my mission too. Obviously, you know, with my passion in the game. And like you said, even if it's for a year, I only played the AIF for a year, you know, a full mm-hmm. season, but it was worth it. You know I mean? Special Teams Player of the Year, this ring, like, that, like you said, and, and, and yesterday's guest Ryan, or sorry, Tuesday's guest Ryan, same thing. 
um, Monday's guess rather. Yeah, he's like, you know, it's like, hey, like just want one season. If you can make it count, you can carry that with you a lifetime. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If I'm not proof of it, I don't know what it is. <laughs> you know, so yeah. essentially, you know, and I love that. I love that you talked about that. So it's great. Yeah, for sure, man. It, uh, it's it's life changing. You know, ultimately, you play football realistically from the time you're maybe you know, usually here in Texas, you know, seventh grade into twelfth grade. You know, that's usually your, your time spent. Right. Um, a, 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 you know, a decent percentage of that will go play D three, D two, T, you know, D one college ball. Um, the rest of the percentage, you know, they might go and fall into a semi-pro organization or, you know, get picked up. There's, there's tons of arena teams now. So, you know, the, the, if you still have the talent and want to play, there's a decent chance you'll get, find, you know, found by somebody. Right. And then, you know, we have ties now. I mean, I've, I've had coaching offers um, the past two years to go coach in Brazil and Italy. Right. Um, so they're growing the game everywhere. They just started a new European football league. Um, called the Elf uh, in Europe, so they're they're throwing mad money into it to try and, and, and capitalize on that game. They know what you know revenue stream can be brought from it. Um, so it's 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 a worldwide thing, man. We just uh, we're just here for a little while, and we get to you know play in it and you know take advantage of uh, you know that organized chaos and violence on the field. Yes, sir. Organized chaos and violence. What we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Now let's kind of talk about some else you talked about or kind of the big news that we were alluding to when we started off the podcast. You mentioned Texas Tech. You were a student assistant there. Let's talk about the big news. Get into it. Yeah. Um, you know, Texas Tech, you know, it's a um, you know, decent program. A lot of people, you know, just from, you know, Mike Leach uh, kind of, you know, kind of establishing himself as a, as a top tier head coach there, um, you know, due to scandal and stuff like that, he moved on to uh, Washington State and, and, you know, on the greener pastures from there too. So. Um, you know, I was there, uh, his last year there, I was there. And then when Tommy Tupperville came in and so, you know, just getting to be a part of a D one atmosphere, you know, um, being around that culture, seeing how the you know players practice, you know, getting to see how things are ran, the recruiting, uh, the visits, stuff like that. It's, uh, you know, the pageantry on Saturday is awesome, but to see the pageantry that gets done. Sunday through month, you know, through Saturday is even better because you get to see all of it. There's always something going on. Right. Um, so, you know, you, of course, you meet guys uh, still living in Lubbock. You know, I, I still follow the team. Uh, it's harder now, you know, that uh, they haven't had like a winning season for a few years. And, you know, really a, a big bowl, green, bowl, bowl game drought. And even with Kingsbury here and Mahomes here, you know, we didn't, didn't have the kind of defenses and, and just rosters to compete well. Um, but a guy that you know had come through um, for a little bit, you know, he had some some issues, um, but was an immediate impact guy. And one of the freshmen was name was Carlos Thompson, and he was a big time, um, you know, re- receiver and return man. I mean, dude was a threat to take it back and house it every single time. Yep. Um, guys that you know maybe didn't follow Tech as closely or Big Twelve football, they got to see him a couple of years later uh, when he was with Indy on Last Chance U. Yes, sir. Um, you know that that's a polarizing show. You know, you don't have to love football to love that show. I mean, people watch yeah. it just because of the drama and the yeah. intrigue. You know, so um, you know he actually went on to uh, another school in Missouri afterwards. Uh, decided to go ahead and forego his last year and, and start training for the NFL, and he's been doing that since. He's actually still located here in Texas, down in Houston. 
Um, and just the way it works, man, you, you, you have a, an organization, have, you know, someone in my position that uh, you get to see, you know, sometimes dozens of films from guys each day. And there's one that comes through and you say, oh, Carlos Thompson, huh? I mean, is that the, we'll see, you know, we'll take a look at it. Sure enough, it's his agent uh, reaching out to see if there's any interest. Um, and really within 24 hours, we made it happen. You know, we got him on the phone last night uh, with the agent. Um, they seemed super excited. They seemed super eager. Um, gave him the whole rundown of, of what arena football is, indoor ball, and, uh, you know, had the contract back to us this morning. So um, I told him, I said, you know, I'm not going to celebrate until I actually see that contract back because, you know, I've, I've been through too many times of, of guys that are ex-NFL or whatever, and they just kind of dip their toes in it. But, you know, he got it back to us. Um, they actually announced it, you know, through his representation, um, which was just all around great experience, man. His, uh, his agent, uh, his name is Paul. I mean, the guy's uh, maybe a little bit older than us, but, I mean, he's like a top uh, 40 under 40 type guy, uh, stellar lawyer, stellar uh, player um, agent. So um, just dealing with them two together was a really good experience. And as soon as I got that email back this morning and saw their Instagram post, I was like, oh, already, like, this is, this is a different little, different little uh, feeling now, you know, guys that uh, we have on the team are like, you know, a little perked up. Like, oh, okay. You know, we, you know, this guy has some clout, you know, he's been on, you know, Netflix, that's you know, a national thing. So it's, uh, it's time to kind of step it up. And like I said, we want to ride that momentum into something good. And obviously, I mean, that, that, that's a huge success, you know, kudos to you for kind of, you know, setting, making that deal happen, you know, obviously in the back end, working with Paul, working, you know, with Carlos and kind of, you know, mm -hmm. making sure that, you know, everything was aligned, you know, because, you know, the, the, the amount, like you said, the amount of, the amount of negotiate contract negotiations that fall through, you know, from guys who play at the highest level is, is, is paramount. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Right. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you know, when you're able to kind of get a player to sign on that dotted line, I mean, it, it just, it does wonders for your franchise. Obviously both on social media, everyone's blowing up, you know, the West Texas Warbirds probably going to be trending soon. Obviously in Odessa, they're definitely going to be trending, you know, especially over there in, in a small town, like you said, that's booming because it's booming. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, but essentially, yeah, there's a lot of good things, uh, you know, coming out. Um, I mean, that to me, that move kind of, I guess, I guess, I guess the, then my next question is kind of to that. I mean, I mean, what a pro of that is obviously the attention kind of the guys being fired up, but then also you may have some guys who may kind of, you know, who had that superstar mentality, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And kind of, you're going to have to kind of try to kind of, I guess, manage those, those, those expectations and those egos. So kind of talk to me about what your approach is going to be, uh, knowing those, knowing, knowing that lies ahead. Yeah. And really, and truly it all starts from the original conversation we have with these guys, you know, yeah. we, we tell them straight up, like, listen, you know, you know what this is. We know what this is. You know, we're not going to sell it for something more than, um, what, it, what it deserves to be. You know, it's your, it's your first stepping stone into professionalism. It's a chance for you to get film and you know consider yourself as a pro and then conduct yourself thereafter you know and whatever you do so if you stick in stick in this league if you you know ascend to greatness and become the next you know nfl mvp and because of you you just get hot and, and you're a, you're a shooting star then that's it's awesome but everything in between you know it starts here you know it starts in odessa um you know odessa is known for friday night lights but that was back in the 80s Permian um, High School, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. So you know, you know, Booby Miles. You know, it's Miles. all, it's it's all, it's all there. But 
it's history. You know what I'm history. saying? Now, you know, uh, Odessa is it's a big oil and gas town, you know, a lot of um, a lot of money there, you know, a lot of stuff like that with the oil field. But, you know, at, at the core of it, it still has a huge um, just market for football. You know, right. people in West Texas in general uh, love football and that's what they do. Uh, even if they're not competing for state championships, they, they have season tickets for their high school football games. Right. Um, so it's, you know, if you don't get it early, you're not going to be able to go watch, you know, little, little Johnny play. Cause you know, there's their season tickets they're, they're, they're right. gone. They're sold out. So <laughs> um, we, we try to keep guys humble, you know, let you know, like you're coming in, uh, you're not coming into Dallas. You're not coming into Houston. Um, you know, you're coming into Odessa, Texas. Uh, you're coming in for one reason, one reason only is to work. Right. Um, you know, you're, you're here to, to get trained, to, to practice, to, um, to learn. Uh, and we have coaches in place, you know, including myself, you know, our, our DC, uh, he, he won a ring two years back with the Albany empire. And so he's right out the mud. I mean, he, he, he conducts himself as such. He's a defensive player. He's loud. He's fiery. Uh, Brandon Cisse. I mean, if anyone's ever met him, they know him because he's that type to where he's, he's, you know, he's in the room because you, you hear him. He's loud. You know, he's, he's going to, what's up motherfucker. You know, he, he's, yeah. all, he's, he's in it. You know, he's, he's in it. So yeah, I love that you know, shit. Have, yeah. You have that guy, you know, that handles it that way. Cause I mean, in practice, he takes nothing less than perfect. Right. You know, if, if you're not going to be excellent on the field, then he, you know, that's the way he conducts it. Uh, you have guys that are more analytical like myself to where, you know, yeah, you know, you'll, you'll raise the voice, get stuff going that way. But my big thing is, you know, consistency technique, you know, repping it, you know, learning it, you know, having it, you know, down um, and just being methodical with your approach. Uh, and then the fact that we all have ties, you know, our OC has ties to, to the CFL. Our, our owner is building a bridge within the Dallas XFL team. Uh, you know, Brandon's been all throughout, um, you know, indoor, indoor game arena ball forever. And the ties that I have, you know, overseas, you know, these guys understand, like, you know, you play your cards right, you can go somewhere, you know, beyond this, you know, you don't have to stay because it really, I mean, being at Odessa between June, you know, June and July, uh, you're not going to find it a, a luxury. It's going to be 110 degrees and, you know, it's going to be hot, you know, and, yeah. Yeah, and I understand we play indoors, but training camps held outdoors. You know, we're, we're, we're going to be out there working probably a couple two a day practices, you know, stuff like that. So, um, you know, we, we try to check that ego at the door and some guys, you know, especially with you know different possessions, you know, you being a receiver, you know, you, you know, that it just kind of comes with it. You have a little bit more of a flair. Yes, you know, sir. Yes, sir. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you, you know, you'll flex on them stuff like that. That's flex, exactly. Yes. That is, you know, so. That's that's the good part of it. You know, right. you have that, but then you have, and then you got the big uglies, you know, the the offensive defensive line, to where you know they're not there to to show anybody anything. They're they're just, they're, they're to, to tell you anything. They're to show you. you know, right. They'll show you all. They're going to show you one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so it's a balance. You know, right. team chemistry is a huge thing. Um, us going in there with thirty five, and then within you know ten or twelve days, we're cutting down to twenty five. Wow. Um, so I mean that that alone. The fact that you know that 10 guys are going to be cut within two weeks, that tells you you don't have a whole lot of time to be messing around. No. Uh, don't. You, you, don't, you don't have time to be doing anything extracurricular, you know, out trying to get in trouble. 
tell guys all the time, there's nothing that you're going to find in Odessa, Texas that's going to change your life off the field. You're here to be on the field. You're here right. to train. You're here to, to rest your body, develop your body, perfect your craft. And when it's game time, you know, those lights come on, the fans, you know, pack the, you know, back, pack the stadiums. It's time to go. Like it's, 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 it's you know, you got to grasp that opportunity because if not, someone else will. And, you know, as a receiver, you know, you may be one of seven on the team. I hope you're not the last one. You know, I hope you're not that guy that just, uh, you know, gets mop-up duty or whatever because, you know, you were hungover from last night or, you know, <laughs> because you just, you know, you're cramping up all practice long or whatever. It's uh, it's it's a real deal, man. So they, I think they, they, uh, they understand it pretty quickly when it comes down to walking in the door and, yeah, it's not a. Uh, it's not reporting to, to two days in, in high school, and it's not, you know, exactly D one. You know, uh, you know, off season drills either. It's, it's different. It's definitely different. I think kind of at yeah. that point, it jogged my memory to my playing days. You know, obviously, you know, me being a receiver and a special teamer. Uh, when I played with the Stockton Wolves, kind of you know, Odessa, like you said, has has a strong football culture. We were the last indoor football team for Stockton. They basically went mm. through iterations of arena football. They had the Stockton mm. Lightning of the AF2. I forgot they had another team either in between before that. You know, and then they had they had, they had the Stockton Wolves, which is 2011, which I tried out for. I didn't make the cut. And then the then Stockton Wolves rebrand as the California Eagles, which is where I got this. And basically, then that's where you know the final team to, to play in Stockton. Stockton mm. is in Central Valley, California. It's very similar to Texas, in my opinion, in the sense that you know it's not like a gigantic market, but with sports, the sports teams that they have over there, the, the fans pack, they pack the stands. And so like the arenas that we, we, we shared it, we shared it with, with the, with the Stockton lightning and also the hockey team over there. But essentially with that, I mean, we were still able to get our schedule and we're still able to play our games our full season. So basically kind of, you know, with that, obviously, like you said, I mean, the practices were also held outdoor. So I remember it was like 95 to 98 and I'm in my pads. Moment I buckle up, sweat starts dripping down my forehead. And that's when you start realizing, Hey man, this shit is not a game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, it's a game you play, but this shit is not something to be taken lightly. Like you said, you come in mm-hmm. with with an ego. You know, I think number one saying is check your ego, check your ego at the door, because mm-hmm. the moment you step on that field, you're representing a city, you're representing an organization, you're getting paid to play. It's a completely different animal, like what you said. It's not D1. It's not high school. It's not any of that. Because guess what? You're no longer an amateur. You're a professional. So mm-hmm. you're competing for a job. Guess what happens in a job? People get fired because someone's better than them for that job. Mm-hmm. And essentially with that, obviously, with me, and my, and my the reason why I made the California Eagles the, the in 2012, after three years of trying out not making it, with the Sabercats and the AFL and, and the Stockton Wolves, because they saw my character in, 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 in training camp, they saw my character. They saw, hey, man, I'm not going to complain. I'm going to shut my mouth. And I've been through this for three years now, playing at this level and being cut. I know exactly that my that this opportunity is very, very rare. It's very limited. And I'm going to have to seize it if I really want it. And it actually came down to me another guy. This other guy, actually, I thought he was doing better. He had better numbers than me. He had a better vertical, better 40, better everything, better bench. You know, he's stronger. But when it came down to it, they saw my character and I got the last spot. So I made, I made the final 20, uh, 20 or 30-man roster, the 30-man roster, I think. And mm-hmm. uh, pretty much, yeah, I mean, I think to your point, it's paramount to understand that, you know, when you're out there, you have to take it seriously. Like you said, it's not a game. You're not going to find any, like, bars or clubs in Stockton or Odessa. No, you're not going to find any of that. It's not mm-hmm. San Francisco. It's not Oakland. It's not L.A. It's not San yeah. You know what I mean? It, this, this, is, this is you're here because you want to play and you want yeah. to be a professional. Yeah, I mean – any bars or clubs you do find there are probably not the ones you want to be a, be a bar. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, 
it just it's not you know you're, you're probably going to leave with a gunshot wound or a stab wound or something like that oh like, man but i'm just saying like it's, right. it's not right it's not the, it's not it's not the the red light district that you want to go and live it up and party it's not that's it's there for you know it's it's made for a town for people to come in and work you know right a lot of guys just go report you know they may work a week on week off or something like that for their job uh, they're there to to work come home eat stay at, probably stay in a hotel or a man camp which just like a boiled down hotel and you know do work over and over again so you want to kind of instill that mentality you know the whole warbird uh, moniker, you know, that, that they went ahead and decided upon that when we first started the team um, originally uh, was to kind of, you know, uh, kind of piggyback off of uh, the Air Force and stuff that they had there. So they, they had uh, a reputation uh, for being fierce and for, you know, uh, you know, for fighting and for um, just being, you know, all about duty and stuff like that. So um, we, we want to try and hold those things, you know, like you said, uh, to, these, to these guys. I don't care if you can jump through the roof. Can you jump through the roof on the field when your pads are on, make the catch and get an extra yard? Uh, or are you going to jump through the roof, celebrate, get stripped, and the other guy take it back for you know a fumble recovery for six? That's all coming down to character. So um, you know that's your point. The character that you have carried you to where you got, and you know you you had the athletic talent to back it up. Um, some guys don't have that luxury. All they have is their talent. Right. And they've been told from, you know, peewee football, um, you know, you're the best, you're the best, you're the best. And they, they've had the ego stroke to where now they're grown adults, you know, 20 to 30 years old. And you're no longer the best. You know, you're not. You know, there's guys that are going to be right there with you. They're going to be faster, stronger, um, have better hands, you know, can, can block better, can throw a tighter spiral. So, um, you know, it's fun, man. It's, it's uh, like you said, you get to kind of get into the, uh, into the guts of organization and kind of see how it's made. You know, I, you know, I majored in sports management. So, you know, going through school, you know, you read about it, you talk about it, you test about it, uh, but then you get to actually see it with uh, a pro organization, you know, and it's like, oh man, like, this is what I love. This is, this is, this is cool. Like this is, you know, this doesn't feel like work. Uh, this feels like something that's a calling, you know, something that you're supposed to be doing. And I keep on telling them, like, you know, we, we have to get this shit done. Like, we, <laughs> have, we have to play because I'm selling cell phones right now. Yeah. I, I, I do not like selling cell phones. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I, I, I have to pretend eight hours a day that I care about your bill and your cell phone needs. And at the end of the day, I, I give zero fucks about it. Uh, I give I give all the fucks about football. So, right, right. Um, you know, it is one of those, it's just one of those things we joke about. But you know, we're I think we're all ready to get down to business. You know, last year, oh, sorry, last year we got down there and um, you know we we had the full training camp and basically the week before the season started we had to get shut down. So right. it feels to those guys like it's been you know, a four year, four year, uh, just off season. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I was with a different team before that, uh, semi-pro and I got to go through the off season with them. Then went to off season with Warbird. So I've been in just this constant loop of off season the entire time. <laughs> um, luckily, you know, right now in the meantime, I'm helping a semi-pro team in the, in the same uh, city and, mm-hmm. you know, we're doing some preseason stuff and it's actually going really well. Um, you know, we have a good group of guys, but 
it's helping feed that itch a little bit. You know, I, I'm not out there doing it every day like I want to be, um, like I need to be, but I'm sure it helps, you know, with my attitude here at home to where I'm not driving my wife crazy, um, you know, just bitching about, you know, uh, my day job. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a lot of fun, man. We're, we're excited. Um, we have a lot of good things in store, like you said. Um, you know, next part is, you know, getting that roster together so we can start doing the, um, you know, the administration type stuff where we start doing the Q and A's, the Facebook lives, the, uh, fan engagement, you know, the getting them out to the, uh, we, we've been doing a little bit of that already. Anyways, we did like a, uh, toys for tots drive and stuff like that. Um, I think we just did some like food drives and to where we got guys out in the community because we have our jerseys, jerseys are sitting there brand new, you know, ready to be worn. So, uh, getting them out there into the community, but, um, yeah, man, it's, uh, all that stuff comes together because it's just part of it. You know, you've been through it, you know, everything you do on the field matches what you do off the field because your, your, your last name's on it and their organizational name is attached to you. So it works both ways. hundred percent. hundred percent. And yeah, obviously like, you know, yeah, obviously I did. And, you know, pretty much with that, obviously now with kind of with that, with that mantra also, I think something else I want to talk about is also kind of like the town and kind of the culture. Stockton mm-hmm. is a very faith-based town and kind of what you said about the, about the culture. It's also, it was the highest, uh, I think it was the highest murder capital in, in America during the time I was there. And I think yeah. it's still top five. It's getting a little bit better, but yeah. kind of to your point, you know, what we're just talking about, like, yeah, you don't want to be in, in those towns where you kind of get exposed to that lifestyle, you get exposed to things you, but you may not see. And yeah. you mentioned selling phones. I, I used to deliver pizzas while I was playing for the Eagles. You know, I was just like, dude, fuck this shit. <laughs> like, I'm just like, yeah. come on, man. And, but you know what? I mean, it really, like you said, it humbles you. Cause when you come in with yeah. that superstar mentality, like you said, the kids and now my, and so, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm going to go on another tangent. A few of the guests on the show, like Darius Prince, who was, who actually played under my coach, coach Keith Williams, AKA coach Dub, who's also been a recurring guest. He's been on the show twice already. Mm-hmm. He basically now coach Dub is now going to be the Baltimore Ravens passing coordinator. So yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, pretty much with, with his mentality and his mindset, when he was on with, with, D, with Darius Prince with DP, he told DP, he's like, when they're, when they're out playing together in the AAF back in 2019 with the San Antonio commanders, he was saying that like D- DP was the, he, his mindset was to make sure DP understood, even though DP didn't play football in college, there, there should be no excuse for him to, to not outperform everyone else because he is that damn good of a player. Mm-hmm. When you're a superstar and you have a mentality and you can't be coached, it really, it's really difficult to get you to your highest potential because of the fact that yes, you have all the intangibles. Like you said, you may, like I experienced you, there may be a guy who, who may be quote unquote athletically more gifted than me, but I'm going to outwork him every fucking time, dude. I, I don't give a fuck, dude. You put me in blocking, put me in special teams, put me a gunner, put me on back, put, put me a fucking slot, put me, put me in a blocking scheme at receiver at 150 pounds. Try me. Yeah. I will outwork you every fucking time. So yeah. essentially kind of with that, at the pro level, right? Like what you said about the talent pool becoming more saturated. That's so true because when I went from Juco to go straight into the Sabercats, then the Wolves and then the Eagles, it was legitimately just like, as you described, it was like, okay, here I am now, you know, all these guys, I'm doing pretty okay. Now everyone is like, like up a notch because now you're at the professional level. For me, it was so much more humbling. And even though it, for me, I was never told I was a superstar because I, I didn't get to play in high school because I was a fucking knucklehead my first two years. And then finally I get my grades up, get my junior year, and I'm able to go play, you know, freshman year uh, in 08. So obviously with that, I mean, the reason I'm saying that is because when they're guys who basically have the right mindset, it not only 
augments themselves, but it augments the mm-hmm. team culture. Have you experienced that with any of the guys, you know, right now in the Warbirds organization? Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny that you say that. I mean, when I went for my bachelor's, that's what I went ahead and majored in there was uh, exercise sports psychology. Yeah. And that's all it is. It's, it's sports performance training. And, right. you know, as much as you have to pay, you know, pay attention to, you know, how fast you can run your 40, you know, how high you can jump, your shuttles, all that kind of stuff, bench press. If you're, if you're not right mentally, then you're, you're going to plateau. And once you plateau, if you don't have the weight, the, the, the ability to go ahead and break through that, you're going to start to decrease and, and eventually fall out of um, love and passion for what, for what you're doing. So, you know, these guys, I mean, a lot of them come in humble uh, for the most part, you know, we have some guys that you know, looking at them, they look like a damn action figure because they're just, you know, plick, plack, just. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so they're coming like that, but you talk to them and you're like, they're the most, you know, uh, you know, faith based and not even sometimes, not even sometimes that just, just humble, you know, humble, mild, right. mild mannered, appreciative, um, you know, and there's some guys that it was like, you know, day one or two coming in for check-ins coming in for physical stuff like that. And, they're looking around and, and be, I'll be honest with you, our conditions last year for training camp for them to, for their housing uh, during that two week period, wasn't stellar. You know, it wasn't, you know, it was a, uh, it was like a roadside in uh, hotel <laughs> and you had two beds and you had two mattresses on the floor. Wow. Uh, that's rough. Yeah. You know, it's rough, especially for guys, you know, again, being a receiver coming in. <laughs> you're, 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 what you got against receivers coach? <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, looking at looking. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Just, no, you're right. Always happens to be that. You know, you had some guys that liked that shit. I was kind of surprised. You had a quarterback, uh, two defensive linemen, and a linebacker, and they they were from like day one. They were just like hanging out, sharing beds. You know, you know, whatever. Just you know, having that time. They made up their space for their own. And the other guys, they walk in there like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> you know, like, this is not acceptable. And, you know, we, we, we didn't want to have to do that. We had some um, first year pitfalls of, you know, trusting who was going to take care of that part within the upper management. And it just kind of fell through. But, you know, it was a learning experience. Um, and it was, you know, I, I think a bit of a humbling experience for them, too, because, you know, you're not walking in to the University of Oregon where everything's sponsored by Nike, you know, you're walking into Odessa, Texas, where we, we do have roadside hotels. Yeah. Uh, you know, there might be a drug deal being done on the side of the building. There, there might be some uh, questionable <laughs> ladies of the night, ladies of the night, brother. <laughs> ladies of the night, you know what I'm saying? So stuff like that, you know, they, they get a quick um, realization of, of what that is. So, um, you know, we, we, we handle it internally at that point. And we have a, you know, so again, a great owner, uh, Leif Curtis. I mean, he, he, uh, before we started this team, he was on a different team based at Amarillo, Texas. And he, he kind of got through there and he helped with some, um, soccer uh, leagues as well. Uh, he himself is more of a hockey guy. So he, he has, you know, just a more of a business, um, standpoint, but he's also, um, he's not that much older than us. Um, so he's still relatable to the players. You know, he's able to sit down and talk to you. Um, you know, he wants to make things right. You know, he's also learning, you know, he's not a 65 year old owner who's been doing this for 30 years. He's opposite. You know, he's 34 doing it for two years. 
So um, a lot of that stuff is trial by fire. Um, they see that he's humble. He's straight out. He's, he's transparent with them. And I think they kind of, that kind of sets the tone for them. Yeah. Uh, so they, they know they don't really have, they can't afford to come in uh, being too big headed, you know? Right. Yeah. So it's cool, man. I mean, it's, it's you meet all kinds of characters. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's the fun part. Even for me as a coach, you know, those bus rides, those uh, team dinners, those even, you know, after the meetings are over and you get to hear these guys kind of just, you know, chattering inside um, the locker room, like, it's funny, man. These guys talk about the most random shit and you're like, (laughs) as you walk through to go to the restroom or something, you you hear someone start talking about some type of, you know, reference or to a show and you know, they'll, they'll do a lot of roasting of each other and stuff like that. It's, yeah. it's hilarious to me. I'm like, man, y'all are stupid. stupid but <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, you, you deal with it. You remember like, okay, I remember those times as a player, like these are your brothers now, you know, whether you like it or not, you know, you may not get along with everybody. Uh, definitely that happens too, but um, that brotherhood makes you closer and also makes you play better. So. 100%, 100%. Yeah. Brotherhood is key. It's paramount. And like you said, like you at the door and just being able to kind of, you know, break down those barriers and be comfortable with each other to roast the shit out of each other. It makes it fun. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. I love it. You know, I love it. So, I mean, um, obviously now kind of, um, so, I mean, we, so obviously, you know, the owner, the owner is relatively new, but he's, he's learning, but it sounds like he's been, he's doing a pretty damn good job. I mean, if you guys are getting oh, yeah. Thompson fucking last chance you, I mean, you're doing pretty damn good. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So, so, um, Talk to me about kind of what you foresee um, for this season. Obviously, you know, you guys are going to start in, in May, um, mm-hmm. train camp, and then students will start in June to July. Right. What What are you anticipating um, as opposed to your previous seasons? You know, kind of now yeah. you have a schedule, now it's a shortened probably schedule. Is it shorter or is it the same same length? Um, it's going to be a little different. I think yeah. the CIF, they kind of boast like a nine to 10 day schedule. We'll probably yeah. be eight or nine. So not much, nine, yeah. trun- and not very truncated. Yeah. Um, our biggest thing is, you know, we're going to be able to schedule who we want. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're going to be able to do more of a regional uh, travel. So these guys that, um, you know, are local from, you know, Texas, Oklahoma, Arizona, um, New Mexico, stuff like that. Um, that's an advantage for them because at that point they have family that can not only try to come watch them at home, but on the road as well. Right. Um, we also get to test out the rest of Texas. You know, Texas has a lot of indoor teams now, you know, San Antonio, Dallas area, uh, even Austin. Austin um, Wild, right? Yeah, you know, so yeah. We're, we we should have our official schedule done by the end of the month, uh, beginning of next month, to kind of have that, you know, totally uh, solidified. But you know, our our big thing is, you know, we want to put these guys against solid competition. You right. know, there was a lot of worries and a lot of that tampering stuff to where people were kind of getting in their ear and being like, "Oh, uh, they're probably going to play semi-pro teams." Well, no, <laughs> you know, you know as a player and you being in the, in the, you know, in the uh, upper management organization, what good does that do? No good. No good. Yeah. I mean, for you to go out and, and beat a team hundred to zero, I mean, <laughs> what, I mean, okay. Like if, maybe for, for a preseason game to kind of get tuned up or something like that's, you know, advantageous or maybe it's like a community thing to where they're a local team and you're kind of just giving each other time on the field, you know, whatever. But, to conduct a full season that way, I mean, no one wins. You know, no. me as a coach, I'm not getting better. No, um, I'm not getting you better. I'm, I'm not. I'm not allowing you to get film um, that's going to take you where you want to go. Right. Because any scout worth their way is going to say, 
well, damn, the defensive end he's blocking is, you know, five, six, 130 pounds. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, your guy's six, seven, 320, but damn, I mean, he's just, who's he going against? Or, <laughs> you know, the quarterback that you're playing against, you know, he, he, he couldn't throw more than five yards, you know, so stuff like that, you know, um, that's our biggest thing. You know, we wanted, we, we've been, you know, harping on these guys that we're going to put you in front of, you know, quality competition. At the end of the day, you know, their practice film is going to be just as worthy of viewing than their game film is because we're going against the best. That's exactly we've, the point. You know, you know yeah. our, our offense feels like we're, our defense is the best. Yeah. Uh, the defense feels like our offense is the best. So if we can compete there, we log all that stuff. You know, we tell these guys, we got huddle. We'll have all you inside huddle. You know, we'll have all that stuff. You know, my job, you know, and from my end, from the director of scouting, I also handle the analytics. So I'm going to put all that film in there for you daily. You go in there and make your cut up. You know, if you had a good play at practice, put that in there. I guarantee you a scout's going to want to see that. Right. Uh, because ultimately you're going against number six in our defense. Oh, well, shit. And all of a sudden, number six in our defense gets this postseason award for, you know, top DB. Well, yeah. you know, they start connecting dots, you know. So, right. um, you know, it's going to be fun. Um you know, there, there's always going to be some type of challenge or change to, to, to overcome during the season. Uh, we hope that since we've had so much of that early on, you know, before we get there, right. uh, that'll be minimal. But, you right. know, you, you just got to roll with it. Um, you know, we plan on getting these guys in, uh, getting to work right away, uh, you know, building that team chemistry, building, um, you know, putting our installs in. Uh, getting guys where they're supposed to be, you know, seeing who's going to fluctuate. Um, you know, last year, right off the rip, we had three guys get cut immediately because they came in out of shape. Yeah. Uh, that's going to happen too, you know. So there's all this extra time, all this corona, you know, um, you know, just uh, social distancing makes a lot of guys just want to be on the couch and, oh, the gym, you have to wear masks, so I can't be at the gym. So, well, <laughs> you know, I, I hope you worked out at home. So, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> um, but it's, it's going to happen. You know, it's going to happen. Yeah. We're also going to have, we're also going to have guys that, you know, maybe just got, you know, signed on a whim, uh, maybe not on great, you know, great film or anything, but we have a feeling about their potential and we're hoping those guys hit, you know, yeah. as, as any, any recruiting class, you have some guys that have very high upside and if you can have more of those guys that not hit, then all of a sudden, I mean, you're, you're talented. So I, I still, I still, you know, foresee our team on the field doing, you know, stellar things, um, points per game, you know, defense efficiency, um, stuff like that. You know, all the all the stats, they're going to be there. I, I have no no doubt about that. Um, I still think whenever you compare us to, you know, the CIF teams that we're no longer going to be, you know, technically a part of this year, uh, maybe next year, I still think you're going to say, well, you know, the Warbirds, they actually looked better than all those teams. It is what go. it is. Like, you know, like we we wanted that smoke this year, and we weren't hind about it. If they want to schedule us in June and July, it's still a possibility. But we understand, you know, they had to move on. They, you know, Nebraska and stuff like that, they have wide open arenas immediately. Hey, you know, the, you take advantage of it. Go put your product on the field. Uh, let your guys get their film. You know, to do what they got to do because – you know, everyone knows come August, you know, those, those mini camps are coming up. Um, so you want to try and get an invite there and you want to have your film ready by then. So we're all working towards that same stage uh, for these guys. 
you know, we're going to talk with them individually to see uh, where they want to go. Um, so, you know, as, as much as we're going to train them and develop their, their skill sets to uh, maximize their athleticism, we're also going to take them aside individually and say, okay, you know, what do you need to work on as man? You know, what do you, what do you need to work on as, as a husband, as a father, as, uh, as an individual, as an employee? Um, you know, what, what are you lacking uh, when it comes down to when, whenever we leave come August and you have to go back to wherever, you know, what can we do to send you back a better person? Right. Uh, because I want to leave there a better person. You know, none of us are perfect. You know, we want to leave and be able to rejoin our families and stuff like that, saying, okay, that three, you know, three months or whatever was beneficial. Um, you know, we, we went and we accomplished our goals, but more so I come back and I'm, I'm thankful, I'm humble. Um, you know, I'm more appreciative of what I'm surrounded with and, you know, have another tool in my tool belt that I can use to be a better person. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's something that you can instill at any level. I mean, pros are still doing that. 100%. And, you know, it's great. Yeah. It's great. It's great. It's great. You mentioned that because mentorship doesn't stop, you know, mm-hmm. uh, at any level. And you should always be kind of striving to mentor and become better as people outside of the field. Because when you're able to do that, you know, the optic field issues, I mean, for example, Vincent Jackson just passed away. Yeah. One of one of my good friends, Rodolfo Tupu, kind of has been posting about it. And Ryan Leaf was on Twitter recently saying the NFL doesn't fucking care. Literally said that NFL doesn't fucking care. He said two main my football brothers have died, and basically the NFL just basically packages them, they shit them off, and when you're no longer profitable to the shield, you're done. You yeah. know. So I think what you're doing, kind of why I prefer the arena level of football, is because of that. Those those interpersonal relationships, those interpersonal opportunities to grow, and basically mm. kind of make it almost like a family. You know what I mean? Yeah, because absolutely. yeah, yeah. And so I think also another point that you made, which is very paramount. A lot of times people don't people don't realize it, but yeah, sometimes the arena teams do scrimmage against semi pro teams. You know, mm-hmm. I was I had the fortune of being on the receiving end of being on semi pro team later in my career to play against right. a arena team, the Western Michigan Ironmen, who I basically who were basically the champions of this league where I played in twenty twelve and twenty sixteen. They won the twenty sixteen AF championship. And mm-hmm. uh final score was seventy three to zero. <laughs> oh yeah. And so to your point, obviously about competition and obviously the practice film being just as important as a game film. For me personally, obviously, that translated very well because the San Jose Cats footage, even though I didn't get to you know play in the regular season game, that footage translated over to the Stockton Wolves. Stockton Wolves, that footage translated over to the Eagles when they re, when they re, repackaged and franchise, right? So obviously, mm-hmm. when you're able to kind of build a brand that has that level of competition, where the practice games and the preseason games, as well as are, are going to be just as important as, as the regular season games, you are putting your you are positioning your guys for success. You are positioning them for success because you're going to yeah. continually have teams, like I said, as your job as director of scouting, you're going to continually have have teams start inquiring. Like, hey, mm-hmm. yeah, we saw this guy. We saw six in practice. We saw whoever. We saw yeah, Mr. Yeah. Specialties Player of the Year or whatever. Yeah, we love his effort, his energy, yeah. you know? So, you got any more film? Do you, can we can we reach out to you? Where's the, You know what I mean? Can we, you know? And so, I think that is ultimately kind of the thing. It's not just you are not just growing. You're going to be able to grow them, obviously, as men, but you're also going to, yeah, like you said, you're going to position them to elevate to the next level. Yeah, yep. that that's spot on, man. I mean, it's it's spot on because um, that's that's one of the things I harp on whenever we talk to these guys. Originally, is you know, yeah, we want you to be here. We want you to be in, in red, white, and blue with us. And we want you to be a warbird and all that kind of stuff. But we also want you to succeed. We want you. Yep. We want you to grow and, and bounce from here to wherever you want to go. So, you know, we've had guys that we we're not even at a training camp yet. We're getting a phone call because, again, their practice film was loaded up somewhere. 
a team needs a 6'6", 310, you know, pound tackle. And we got him. You know, he's there. Yes, and, sir. you know, as much as I hate because I coach offensive line, I'm like, damn it. You know, I put the past two weeks of my life into this guy and I wanted him to go out and do good things for me. <laughs> uh, you, you know, you can't be um, you can't be like that. You have to look at it as, you know, hey, you know, let's talk about it. You know, is it a, is it an opportunity you want to pursue? Yeah. Is it, is it going to help you long term? Um, if that's the case, cool. You know, let's, let's get on the horn. Uh, we'll get them on, you know, you know, talk logistics, talk, you know, uh, talk turkey, you know, see what happens. And if you still want to do it, we're going to back you up. You know, there's guys that we've lost this time uh, that decided to stay within the CIF with other teams and there's no ill will. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those guys uh, I've been talking to, you know, sometimes weekly for the past year. And yeah, I would have rather them again, been with us on, you know, in the red, white and blue, but they're going to be on a different jersey now. And guess what? I can just get to be a fan. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a fan. You know, I'm a, I'm a fan of football in general. I've always told people I'll watch 11 ants versus 11 crickets uh, as long as it's football. You know, so, um, you know, it's you, you get to kind of, you know, branch that out. You, you get to make those connections. Uh, that's what it's all about. Um, you know, just before we jumped on here, um, I had posted on Twitter uh, to Jason Brown. He was the one that coached Carlos at Indy. Coach JB, was, shout out Coach yeah, JB, baby. <laughs> yeah, I said, hey, you know, hey, Coach, I said, you know, you know, we just signed Carlos to his first, you know, professional contract. He just wanted to reach out to you and kind of see, you know, what kind of player he was for you and, you know, what we can expect, you know, when he's inside our doors. And uh, right away, tweeted back, you know, hey, bro, DM me. I said, okay, Coach, I said, you know, give me, give me that follow. I'll, I'll DM yeah. you right away. <laughs> give me that follow. I'm going to get a follow first. And uh, he had sent me a message back right before we jumped on here. So, that's exciting, man. Like a guy like that, you know, he was polarizing. Uh, a lot of coaches didn't like him yeah. because, you know, he, he was, he was straight up motherfucking some guys on the field. Like, yeah. You know, it's hard. It's hard to watch. But um, when you, when you uh, extrapolate who he is as a man, um, what he knows from, about football, there's no question he knows the game. Um, you know, man, that's, I read his book. You know, he's a California guy, you know, Just so like, he, he, he's there. So and he played in arena. Um, yeah, he did. Yeah. You know, he, he was talented, man, a really, really talented quarterback. So, um, you know, I look forward to talking to him. And, you know, even if this is the only conversation him and I ever have, hell, I got to talk to the guy that I watched on Netflix, the guy that Bingo. was on, you know, uh, was with the head coach of Indy, the guy that I read his book. You know, I got to have a conversation with him. Um, and that's that's the biggest thing I can say throughout the years is I've got to have conversations with Mike Leach, Tony Timberville, with you know directors of scouting, with you know recruiting directors, and you I would have never had that honor and that privilege any other way. You know, it's right. all football, man. And, and to me, people are like, so what? Like they're just you know they're just a person. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, of course we're all just people, but uh, this is what I love. You know, you know some other people love whatever you know they're crazy about a certain topic and this is this is what i'm passionate about so i'm, yeah. I'm getting to talk to the greats or the no, the notoriety uh, no, notable people in that field um you know i get to soak up something that they might say and use it for for me as a as a professional then uh, i'm all for it and i think that's an important point actually let's let's kind of backtrack to your earlier point about jb coach jb coach jason brown yeah. i don't care about what his perception is 
off the field and kind of you know the the whole thing that we all saw unfold transpire last chance you with the yeah. whole motherfucking shit like you know like you know you guys are little bitches blah blah i cited him my first episode of this podcast which was almost 70 episodes ago because this is episode yeah. 69 right i basically heard him on the podcast talking about how joe burrow was basically being coddled Right and Kevin's mm. and the coach of the who's the, I don't who's the coach of the Bengals I don't even know the coach's name but basically he was getting so much flack but he's like sometimes you know you just have to understand players are not available and you have an injured team and yeah. basically with that you know because he basically signed Troy Aikman and he's like Troy Aikman like wasn't able to start his first season in Dallas back in 1989 and they went one in 15 because Troy Aikman got concussed nine times but my only issue with him saying that was because the only as as a player right I I don't like concussions being a testament of toughness, even though it is, because, you know, one of yeah. my good friends, Lofa Tupu, suffered 19 concussions, and he basically was very oh, vocal Jesus. about that when he was on the show, you know? Wow. And, he, and he talked about how, how debilitating it is, right? But yeah. regardless of that, irrespective of that, Coach JB knows what the fuck he's talking about. Why do yeah. I have over 1,300? Because I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Why do yeah. these guys talk to me? Because I know, they know, I know what the <laughs> fuck I'm talking about, right? right. You are getting, you would be talking to Tommy Tuberville, Mike Leach, Coach JB, because you know your job and you know what the fuck you're talking about. The yeah. end of the day, it doesn't matter what your perception is of me, dude, or that coach or anyone. If you can do your fucking job, then you are meant to be in that position. Whether yeah. or not you respect the man as a man, as a character, I don't give a fuck. If you can win, you win. You know, period. So I just wanted to kind of put that out there for anyone listening. This is how I feel about it. <laughs> and I'm very, very, hey. you know, I'm very mild about it, as you can tell. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, say less, say less, say less. Say less. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately, brother, you know, I mean, I think that's, that's a big key, you know, because you're going to be able to talk to a guy who, like you said, Netflix, world-renowned, great book, great, in my opinion, a great coach, a phenomenal yeah. coach. I mean, yeah. his character issues, he has gone some into some some stuff where it's like, uh, the legal stuff is a little bit kind of like right. with the fraud stuff, but I'm not worried about that. If I'm talking football, yeah. I don't care if you are if you kill someone. If you're O.J. Simpson, I want to know what you know about playing winning back. How do, I, how do I run through the A and B gap? You know, when there's a counter or a pull and a sweep, which way, which way do I go? Do I, do I switch directions? I want to know that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If it's T.O., I don't care if you're a cancer in a locker room. Yeah. Like, tell me which way to run. Tell me how to get up the middle. Tell me which route to go. How do I run against cover two? How do I run against man? Talk to me. You know? Right. I mean, yeah, those guys, I mean, if, you, if you'd if ever had the uh, social media and the microphone in their face, we would never know that part about them. Correct. All that you, all that you would know is they're great on the field. Correct. Exactly. You know, with Jason Brown, you know, his, his record precedes him. Anywhere he goes, he wins. Yeah. And so if he wasn't so vocal, then you would ever know that he, he has interactions with players like that. And, you know, so it, you know, it is what it is. You know, ultimately, we live in an age now to where we are going to um, know a lot more um, about each other than, than what we used to. Uh, but that's, that's a good and bad thing. You know, it, it is what you perceive it as and how you take it. So, you know, this, this us being able to talk – you know, uh, 13 hours away from each other uh, in real in real time. I mean, that would have never been possible. And I'm thankful for it because right. you know, I get to share, you know, my thoughts and my passion about this game with someone who, who has that same intensity and, and level of uh, just love, you know, in general for football. So, um, you know, I'm thankful, man. It, 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 I, I never let other people's perceptions, you know, influence mine. Right. Uh, just like I don't want to have my perception of somebody influence others. You know, I'm the type to where 
until I have a conversation with you and we've had some type of interaction, um, then I'll, I'll make my assessment. But who am I to judge? You know, I, you know, I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what you're going through right now. Right. Um, I make my assessment. It's either one of those things to where, you know, we choose to continue uh, crossing paths in life or you don't. Um, you know, blink of an eye that life's over and it is what it is. So, um, you know, we, we're, I'm, I'm thankful for it, man. I'm thankful for you uh, for doing what you do. And I know that, uh, you know, I know it's not work for you, but it still does take time. Yeah. Uh, the scheduling, the the time on the air, just the, the research that goes into, you know, just general. I'm sure it's, it doesn't feel like research either because you're looking at stuff that interests you. Same way I do. I mean, I'll, right. I'll sit there and I'll, I'll listen to a three year, uh, a three hour a clinic about the zone blocking scheme and the advantages of a of a, a certain block technique over the other because that's my shit you know <laughs> that's what i do yeah so um yeah man i, I appreciate you uh, i know we're, we're kind of close to time here but was there anything else you wanted to cover before we jump off those dots uh, yeah, closed. <laughs> yeah, so man, hey, yeah, everyone just, uh, you know, follow us on, on Facebook. That's right now where our primary social media is at, you know, West Texas Warbirds, uh, WTX Warbirds. Uh, follow us, you know, give our, our uh, players some love. Uh, we're going to start doing uh, some Q&A and interviews with those guys. So uh, be sure to jump on there, ask questions, uh, get involved. Uh, eventually, our, uh, our merchandiser will have merch out. So, uh, t-shirts hats stuff like that you know as soon as we get something together i'm sending one your way so you know i got you uh, on your end over there so i uh, <laughs> always appreciate always appreciate it man uh, it's all love you know I, you know we were talking before we start on here that you know it's a humbling thing and emotional thing at the same time just to be in the position that we are because we get to uh, touch lives 100%. um so you know it's, it's something i'm thankful for i'm thankful that um you know i get to spend that you know, this time out of my day uh, with someone that values it as much as you do. So, um, you know, this is you're, you're like you said, you're almost seventy in. Uh, I can't wait till you know you're three hundred and seventy in, and you're probably you know you got me undies and uh, butcher box and everyone else sponsoring you, and you yes, got sir. a Spotify you got a Spotify contract like Joe Rogan. So <laughs> like Joe Rogan, uh, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, all love, man. Like I said, I appreciate you so much. You look forward to next time. Uh, always want to talk ball. Always want to talk uh, wrestling. So anytime uh, you know, we can do that again, I always look forward to it. Uh, it's what's going to happen, man. It's a continuous iteration. So, you know, we'll make it happen. You know, but I mean, yes, you know, we'll close it out with saying congrats to Coach G. Gabe Martinez on signing Carlos Thompson to the West Texas Warbirds. Last chance you star. Follow them at W underscore TX or WTX underscore Warbirds. Or is it WTX? Yes. Yeah, WTX underscore Warbirds. Uh, follow him at Coach G Martinez or Gabriel Martinez. And brother, I will be seeing you soon. Take care, bud. All right, bud. Thanks.